This is our podcast about generational issues in the workforce. From a mom-daughter perspective. I'm Emmy Hayes. And I'm Lynn Hayes. Let's work on work. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about the place where we work, the actual physical workplace. Uh, As you know, I spent a few years working in the office furniture industry, and it was a very hot topic, and I think it still is today. There's a lot of talk these days about how millennials want to have a collaborative workplace. They don't want to sit in a cube. They need lots of opportunities uh, for collaboration and team building. And I just thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about that and get your thoughts on that. So tell me a little bit about your favorite workplace that you've ever worked in. Well, beyond my own personal space of like a home office, I think probably one of the best places I worked was in was in Austin, Texas, and it was a startup that was housed out of an artist gallery. So it was it was really cool. It's called uh, it's called Canopy, <laughs> um, but it's a bunch of um, galleries that independent artists rented, or there were shows or anything else happening in a sweet little coffee shop. And I think it was just kind of being around that um, influential creativity that wasn't necessarily um, a nine to five kind of job it just really opened up, opened up a lot of opportunities to to work outside to work in an office to you know use a standing desk or not use a standing desk and I think it was just nice overall for the whole team we we're a small team in a small space but I think just being around so much creativity and artwork all the time was really inspiring so it sounds like it, it was a great place for you because you had lots of options yeah lots of options I think it's important for millen- I don't, I don't want to keep saying millennials. I think it's important for any worker, um, younger workers, to recognize that they don't have to be chained to a desk. And I think that's changed a lot, but I think that there's kind of a curse that comes along with the blessing of like open office spaces, because I know that they can be super distracting and kind of like you're in a fishbowl. Well, what are some of the most distracting things that you've had happen in an open office? <laughs> oh, man. It's just... It's so hard. So being a being a writer, being a copywriter for a few years and being in a creative space, even though it's in a corporate environment, um, it's pretty hard to concentrate and, and do really great work. I don't believe that creativity happens at a desk. I don't think it happens inside. I think it can happen anywhere. So it's very hard to sit at a desk and crank out three campaigns and write-ups that way. That comes with a lot of discipline, though. I know a lot of people who do really well, who flourish under that kind of environment. But for the most part, it's what things have I seen that were distracting? I mean, anyone. Anyone who starts actually kind of like they get a break from their work and can have fun and like start socializing a little bit. It's so hard to ignore that. Um, because as humans, we're social. We're social beings. So if my desk mate next to me has finished her to-do list and then it's I'm not done yet and she wants to show something funny on the internet, it's it's distracting. Well, I think that I think you've made a great point about generations, and I think there's lots of people of all different ages, shapes, and sizes that have different types of work. Mm-hmm. So really, it boils down to what you're doing. What I heard you say is that you really feel like you need heads down time even though you're in an open office and that's not always the easiest thing to do. It's not the easiest and I think it's it's really hard. So it kind of reminds me of like in fifth grade we had our learning groups and it was what four desks pushed together. So that was probably innovative back back in that day for collaboration. And, and today every elementary school is pushing their desks together in pods I believe. Oh for sure. I mean I, I don't I loved it when I was a student because it just, you felt more involved 
like like again going back to the social component of it you feel like you're part of a group and so when you have like your desk neighbors it's a little bit more meaningful than just you know having a the old cube lifestyle of walls up but I think there is a happy medium and I know that certain people can't work in that way there's a lot of talk about this a lot of articles a lot of research on you know is the open workplace the floor plan is it conducive to productivity and I don't think it is. I really don't think it is because the the most work I ever got done was either really early in the morning before anyone got in or late at night at home when I had to finish something. I know a lot of people probably struggle with that. So I I hope I'm not the only one because it looks like you're messing around, but you're really not. You just can't get a good stream of consciousness going or funny stuff happens too. So something can you look up and someone's making a funny face or something and you're just kind of thrown off your or the shark helium balloon is stuck in the rafters yeah something like that well that's that's interesting to hear that from your perspective you know when I started out in uh, in the workplace I didn't really ever have a job where I had a desk for a while and then when I finally did have a desk it was those big steel desks that were lined up side by side Everybody had a telephone on those desks, and they also had an ashtray. So if you ever think that you're having a bad day at work, Emmy, (laughs) I want you to remember that when I was your age, people were allowed to smoke openly at their desks in their office. Yeah, that's really disturbing. That's worse than fish in the microwave. Yeah, that too. Yeah, and then open office spaces. If you do like fish or tuna or anything, you're just pretty much screwed. Everyone I remember you got in you. trouble one time for cooking yeah. some shrimp in the microwave. Yeah, I miss, I don't know. The kitchen felt far enough away, but it obviously wasn't. And I well, was like, yeah, I did it. So what? It's healthy protein. Get yeah, over those, it. Those fish smells go a long way. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So I feel like there there has been a flip in thinking, and I know that from research as well, that uh, we've maybe gone a little bit too far on the open plan. And I it boils down to um, not necessarily generational issues. I think a lot of it boils down to what we talked about before is the type of work you do. And also whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. A lot of oh, yeah. introverts, especially creative introverts, need to have uh, a quiet space where they can think. And you said that. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of an important thing to remember. I also think that people of my generation that were used to having their private offices mm-hmm. also were all of a sudden out into the open plan, and that was sort of a demotion <laughs> for them. And yeah. and they went from having this private <laughs> office where they had all of their belongings for the last 40 years, their trophies, their <laughs> their beanie babies, their everything that they'd ever received on their walls to being in a in a what we would call a cube. A lot of that has to do with status as well. Yeah, I think that's interesting because my first my first advertising job it was really funny. Um, there are two floors in the company, and it was a really old school production company. But we were um, transitioning into more of the fun, creative, digital kids in the corner. And by the end of the time, my time there, they had transitioned the executive leadership um, team that was underneath, like floor five or floor six. They they took away that floor and that floor had all of the private offices. So there was a great leader, the global creative director. He was a character, great guy, very much of the Mad Men era. And he got to have his new open desk next to mine. And I remember that moment of looking over and he embraced it because he had no other choice, but the... (laughs) 
the the open phone calls and kind of the um, decorum that you learn um, being in an open office space weren't really resonating with him. So it was it was definitely um, a culture shock for him, I would say. But, you know, a good learning opportunity for us youngsters with our open floor plans to be like, hey, so we have three, <laughs> we have three huddle rooms and they're great. You can just pop in them if you need to take a phone call or if you need to have a kind of sensitive meeting <laughs> one-on-one. So you guys had to kind of show him the ropes and show him where to go to have the private phone call. Yeah. and Because he didn't realize he was bugging you. Well, not bugging. It, was, it wasn't really bugging. It was just like, I don't feel as a junior level I should be hearing this conversation. Ah, he didn't have so any sensi- filters. Sensitivities yes. to... To what was going on? That's and it wasn't been... an inappropriate thing. It was just business. It was like business stuff. It was about the future of the team and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it was it was interesting, but I, I was very honored that I got to sit next to next to him. Well, that I think that's really a great point that you make, though. He was obviously a really good leader because he joined in, and I feel like that also has a lot to do with the workplace. Um, you know, we were all talking about how millennials like to work and how generations all work differently. And again, a stereotype that we've, that we've come up with to put people in categories. And I feel like there's lots of options for any work to get done. It really does boil down to leadership though. If the leader embraces it and the leader uh, joins in, it's going to be a better experience for everybody. Yes, definitely. Um, I think it's, yeah, I've only, I've only uh, I take that back. I take that back. Same with the first job in Chicago, I got put into an office and it was, it was bad. Um, Why was it bad? I felt isolated. Oh. So it was a, it was a kind of a catch 22. So, so I think I'm the hybrid of, I can have an open desk and an open space and it's great for socializing and kind of doing your emails and kind of the light tasks at hand. But I really do like to escape into a office or huddle room to get into the the writing or the things that take a lot of time. Writing is something that you need to focus on. I do have one last question for you mm-hmm. before we call it a day here. Yeah. What's going on with the headphones? So I hear from lots of my uh, baby boomer colleagues, they say these millennials, all they do is sit at their desk with their headphones on chewing gum and they don't pay any attention to anything else that's going on. And I just, I want to, I want to hear your side of the story about headphones and gum chewing. I think that's fake news. Oh, but, <laughs> no. Well, I know it's thank true. you for no, saying that. I don't that. mean like that. I, don't I actually like that. heard it from the mouth of someone that was standing across from me telling me that she had had this complaint from one of her more experienced managers. He was very, very upset about headphones and gum chewing. Well, I don't understand that. Or they... Were they supposed to be at a meeting? Like, were they supposed to be paying attention? Or were they at well, their desk? That's a really great point. I, with headphones on, chewing gum. I feel I've like done the, that. I, I do that every day. I feel like the headphones are all the time just a complaint that people aren't paying attention to their work, that they're listening to music. And that might, and I'm, it's a generalization. It might have just been one person. I haven't heard it, you know, from thousands. Mm-hmm. I do believe that the gum chewing was happening in meetings. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I, there's so many reasons not to chew gum. And I mean, that goes into presentation training 101, don't chew gum, performance, don't chew gum. So if they're disengaged in the meeting chewing gum, then uh, that's, that's on them. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can comment on that, but I will comment on headphones. Headphones and open office spaces are a necessity because 
they offer you a little bit of privacy and concentration when you need it. And usually it's kind of common courtesy if you see your coworkers with their headphones on and they're looking at their screen, you don't bother them unless you absolutely have to because it's the unwritten rule of they're actually in the zone and doing their work. Yeah, I, I don't know about the gum chewing in a meeting. I don't know. Well, I think you hit it on the head though. The Anything that you do that's a distraction. So you really have to be aware of your habits and the things that you do, especially in an open office that might be a distraction to others. Yeah, don't be that guy or that girl. I'm, I have been a distraction. On the flip side, I have been the distraction. How and so? so I've had to button it up and be like, I am being super distracting right now. Mm-hmm. And everyone around me is not in the mood to be distracted. So I need to either get up from my desk and go somewhere else, like take a walk, open couch, take outside. a walk, go mm-hmm. huddle in a room or grow up in a moment and and concentrate. I think we've all done that. I think especially in a stressful time, I also am a very, I'm a huge morning person. And by two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm just done. So Mm -hmm. I start goofing off a little bit Mm -hmm. and I know that about myself. So see, we're not that different. We have a lot of the same characteristics. Yeah. I think it's just, it's knowing your audience. It's reading a room. It's universal. Exactly. So, so thanks. Thanks for your time. This was a lot of fun talking about the workplace. Thanks. I guess we have to get back to work now. All right. We've got to go work on our own work. (laughs) Thanks everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening. For more information, go see our website, edgehill.co. Edgehill.co.